I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. I'm Sean, your host. With me, as usual, my wonderful wife. How are you, babe? I'm doing good. Thanks. So we're here tonight. We're going to be talking about receptive language. Oh, I did it again. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm good. with you, my best friend good. and wife. Oh, I could be better. You're so sweet. I All try. Right. I try. Men, take a lesson. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, Alex, why don't you uh, explain the difference in the different types of language? Sure. So, receptive language is pretty much the understanding of language um, input. It gives it means the ability to understand and comprehend pretty much what people are saying. Um, receptive language is super important, super important for children with autism and being able to vocalize um, expressive language is a communication disorder in which there are difficulties with spoken or written expression. Um, that is known as the output. So receptive input, expressive is output, you talking. Um, it doesn't just include words. It can include, let's say, grammar rules. It can indicate how words are combined into phrases um, and as, as well as gestures and facial expressions. So, yeah, so... We're going to talk a little bit about how to teach receptive language. And I think it's extremely important. Um, it's an extremely important skill because you can't really do much um, teaching of expressive language if they don't have receptive language. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, there are a lot of children out there. Um, it is estimated that between 3 and 5% of children have a receptive or expressive Language, language disorder, or it could be mixed or both. And with expressive, it's actually one in 20 kids. Um, so that's a lot, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I think, you know, you can't really communicate what you want if you don't understand what, you know, is being spoken to you. Yeah. I mean, how can you say, I want milk, if you don't understand what milk is. Or, I, exactly, or I want, or anything <laughs> like that. So. And I will say, with with our personal experience with this, with Grayson, he had no receptive language at all, from literally, from newborn, from, you know, baby stage to, I would say, about two and a half, three. Um, and now it has just, I mean, he's all the way there. He literally, we're at the point now where we have to be careful what we're saying in front of him because he literally understands everything. But also what's happening with that, because he understands so much now, we're now getting that babbling to start, um, which we haven't heard, I mean, since he was he's six, seven one. months. Yeah. So now we're getting that, yeah, 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 nah, 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 nah. You can hear the G coming in. Um, so it's pretty amazing, but it's yeah. all because now he really understands language and words. Yeah. Like, uh, the other day you said, uh, uh, Dak, come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so. so funny. We'll tell him to do anything. He's like, no, 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 no. Oh like, yeah. The therapist asked him to do something today and he's like shaking his head. Like, <laughs> like it's so, 
so uh, so bad he's could break his neck. Yeah, That's she said it. quiet hands, and he was like, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> so he he watch out, guys. He's gonna have a lot to say. I I feel like so. <laughs> scary for us <laughs> i can't wait his little voice is like the cutest little thing he's like yeah 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 i'm like oh my god your voice come here i don't even care if you back talk i love it <laughs> so when we're teaching receptive language skills um there's a couple things you want to start with before you really even get to um you know actually teaching the receptive language itself so you know they have to have matching skills so they have to be able to match items, mm-hmm. um, colors, you know, elephants, group things together. Um, you know, a lot of different matching. There's a lot of different matching tools you could use out there. There's yeah. flashcards that have matches. Um, one of the first ones Grayson really was into was his, uh, he had little, like, uh, rectangular wood chips. Carb- and the cardboard ones, too. Yeah, and they had um, animals, and he had a match, like, the elephant and the elephant. And yeah. The, the giraffe and the giraffe, and so on and so forth. Gosh, so that, it was so long yeah. ago. Back to the beginning. So you don't want to really work on receptive language until they have matching. Um, right. You know, locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing you want to go on to teach is um, sorting. Uh, so sorting would be kind of like, you know, you have, um, you know, a blue bowl, a red bowl, yellow bowl, and you have a bunch of, you know, little balls on the table, and they mm-hmm. have to sort th- through them and put them in the, the sorting cups and yeah. chips. Yep. Sorting cups, yep. They were great. Yeah. They even have, like, little bears with cups that you could do, too. So many different ways that you could implement this. Yeah, and Grayson has a, actually, right now he's using a muffin sorting yeah. kind of game. Counting. But it also, like... It serves. That's a great toy, actually, because it's you can do so. Yeah, you can use so many things with it. You can sort with it in the beginning. You can move on to counting. Um, you know, then you can move on to more complicated multi- multiple tasks. Yeah. Um, multi-step tasks. So, like, they have dice, large dice. So you roll the dice, and if you get blue three, you need to get three blue mini muffins <laughs> and put them in the <laughs> corresponding, uh, you know, tray. It's so cute. So. It's like a little muffin. It's the cutest thing. Yeah, and it's like a muffin tray, too. Yeah, like and you, you can even have, and... like, you have the, um, the tongs in there, so yeah. you can learn how to, they can learn that grasp and everything. Great OT exercises yeah. also, so just so, putting it out there. For yeah, it. we'll have to put the toy in the show notes, because that's a really... It really is. Um, yeah, it could develop so many skills at one time. It's really awesome. So. Yeah, they sell it right on Amazon. And once I came across that, I was like, wow, this is absolutely perfect. So, yeah. big hit. So, one thing you want to make sure you're working on not, or you're trying to prevent from happening is scrolling. Yeah. When you're teaching, matching, and sorting. Um, <clears throat> scrolling is... Very common. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, so, like, scrolling would be you put out a bunch of um, different choices, and when you ask them to match something or sort something, they kind of just start grabbing whatever. Just to kind of get done yeah, with it just to get, get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, or they're not under, quite understanding. Right. Or they're not attending, so they're not paying attention to what, the, you know, the activity is and the directions. That's a big one. They have to focus. Yeah. They have to look at all of the pictures. So if you see that happening, kind of just put the object back down and get their focus again, and then go back into it oh yeah definitely and um 
that's going to be a hindrance if you're te- teaching receptive language because they're not actually paying attention to what you're saying. saying. So it's going to be a hindrance with that for sure. So Make sure you tell them, like, hold on, put the object back down, hold on, let's listen to the full question. And if you say those things and you keep saying those things, they eventually know, okay, wait a minute, they're stopping me. Okay, and then when they're done the question, then I can let me start kind of paying attention to that. So that was a big one for Grayson. He wouldn't listen to the full thing that the therapist was telling him, and he would just grab in the beginning. But he knew the information, but he was scrolling a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So now that has kind of gone dissipated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, he has his days where he struggles, and you know, kind of his sensory stuff takes over. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, gets in the way, but. You know, um, it has been much, much less frequent than it was before. So, Absolutely. We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson & Company. Uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, They can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. Now, when we're teaching... Any kind of skill. This is like any skill in ABA. Um, you want to start with errorless trials. Yes. And this is no different. So an, an errorless trial is basically, you know, pen. You know what I mean? And putting their hand on the picture of the pen. Right. And say, give me pen. And you just literally, hand over hand, physical prompt, there's no way for them to get it wrong. And you always want to start with every activity with an errorless trial first. Yes. Um, Now, one thing a lot of people when they're teaching um, any skill, let alone uh, receptive language skills, is they don't transfer the activity with a transfer trial. Mm -hmm. They just go right into, from errorless, right into regular trials, right into, you know, they don't fade stuff out. They just go right into the physical, you right. know, identification of an item. Um, and it's going to take a lot longer for the child to, like, you know, catch up to that. Basically, you're almost, like, starting over in a way, um, which is obviously going to make it, you know, a lot longer process to teach them that skill. So, yes. Um, so with the transfer trial, it's basically you're slowly fading out of the errorless prompt to a visual prompt. Mm-hmm. So a visual prompt would be like, you know, um, just the picture of a, like we're going to use pen for say. an example. Yes. Just a picture of a pen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to use a physical pen Objects, in the beginning. Right. Yeah. 
So, uh, and you're going to slowly phase that out um, until, you know, eventually, obviously, that is completely independent where you say, give me pen, they give you the picture of the pen. They identify which one. Obviously, you're going to use, um, you start, when you're doing errorless, at first, you're going to start with just one picture um, of a pen. Then you're going to move to adding distractors, which would be, you know, a picture maybe of a ball and a teddy bear, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so that distracts them, and they actually have to look at each one. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously the same thing when you fade to just the picture, uh, when you're going uh, to a regular trial um, instead of the errorless trial, same thing. You know, just put them out there. You know, it's funny. Grayson actually does better with the more options he has. I know. It's it's weird because you would think it would be the opposite, that he wouldn't be as confused with only, like, two cards down or two objects down. Yeah. But the more array of things, he performs better. Yeah, I feel like we actually, like, wasted probably, like, four months because they were trying to get him to, you know, identify mm-hmm. certain items and stuff. Um basically tacting certain items. Yep. Tacting is identifying items. Um, you know, and they would just put two out there. Choice of two. And, like, we wasted, like, four months just, we're like, why can't he get this? We've been working on it for so long. He yeah. should get it by now. And then the therapist, you know, I think I talked about this on the uh, last episode, actually. The therapist just threw out, like, yeah. 20 different yeah. flashcards of all different numbers, and he got every one of them and right. And all of our jaws were just like, oh, my gosh. Like, what the hell just them. happened? And then we were just like, all right, look, for just for, you know, kicks Crazy. and giggles, we would yeah. just put down random things constantly, and he just knew all of them. Then we started with writing the random words, and he knew <laughs> all of them. Yeah. So it was unbelievable. So after you fade out the errorless uh, trials... Um, when you move into the regular trials, you want to make sure you have a visual prompt, which would be the card, an oral prompt, which would be saying pen, pen. and then obviously your reinforcers to reinforce them getting it right. Right. And you're going to want to use the reinforcers as well with the errorless uh, trials as well because it's just going to motivate them to stay focused. And that's going to vary between all of your children with motivators. You know, it just depends what they're into. What Are they highly, highly motivated that they will work for no matter what? Um, for Grayson, that was a hard one with motivators. He didn't have a favorite toy. He didn't eat candy. He didn't do any of those things. So our motivator was his iPad. You do these trials correct, you get two minutes within the iPad. Um, that and sensory things. Yeah. He really likes affection, and they were his other rewards. He wanted hugs. He wanted tickles and to be thrown up in the air and to roughhouse for a few minutes. So that also would be in between the trials, and that's really what just clicked for him it helped the sensory needs helped him focus and it was a reward for him so it, it really worked out very well yeah um so you know i want to make sure like when you're going to move and you know before you do this transfer trial don't like just have the child do it successfully once because mm-hmm. you don't really know how well they know the item Unless you're repeating it over and over yes. again, and they're getting it right, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, they don't need to get it right ten out of ten times, but if right. they're getting it right nine out of ten times, you know, you know they understand what that item is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you want to make sure you do that before you go into the transfer trial. Now, when you're going into a transfer trial to transfer from like 
the visual prompt to an actual physical, I'm sorry, a visual, um, oral. Yeah, instead of a visual prompt into, like, the actual physical pen um, instead of using the picture. Before we, you know, fade into that, um, you're going to want to slowly start flashing the picture faster uh, and maybe flipping it over, covering part of the picture. Um, So it makes them have to engage their brain and think a little bit more, Mm -hmm. and they can't just be like, pen, pen. Pen, you know right, what I mean? Right. Well, not, they're not going to say, but you know, like point at it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, so that helps them focus, and then you can transfer, tri- you know, transfer that with the transfer trial straight into the physical pen. Right. So you're going to use both the picture and the pen at the same time until you can actually just eliminate the picture altogether and just, just use do the, the pen. pen. And then, you know, obviously we want to. Doing and you it. would do that with other objects and yep. just literally write down the line. So yep. that, that was actually a fantastic explanation. It seems very involved, but you guys can always replay this. And, you know, these things work. We've seen them work. Um, so we know ourselves the benefit of doing trials this way. Yeah, and, um, you know, another thing, like, when you're getting to a point where they're starting to master a certain aspect of a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this case, receptive language, you're going to want to move to having multiple um, multiple uh, instructions. Yeah. So, you know, not just give me a ball or give me the ball or give me ball, however you're going to phrase it, but give me blue ball. Mm-hmm. have a blue and a yellow ball or a blue and a red ball. Yes. Um, so now it's two things they have to look at. They have to identify a ball and they have to identify the color. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that's building on also... Other skills. Yeah, that... you know, the ability to follow directions. Yeah. And multi-step directions, which is much more complicated than, you know, one-step directions. Yes. So. And you could also turn those, you know, you could, after they mastered what the pen is, you could say put the pen on the floor so that they start understanding that language put the pen on the table put the pen you know pick the pen up or not exactly that but you don't understand what I'm saying different places different prepositions and that will really help their language and that was something that we did with speech therapy with Grayson and he did very well actually and we were very shocked how well he did with the prepositions um and our BCBA just said, you know, I think we're going to start doing prepositions. We're like, he already did that. He already mastered that in speech when she had said that earlier. And we're like, he already mastered that in speech. Um, and me and Sean afterwards were like, okay, when do children really learn prepositions? So I was like, let me look this up because I feel like this he's a little advanced. And it says around 40 months. Some is a little bit earlier. Um, but they only really learn behind and front of and, like, one other thing. But he knows on, off. On top of in in out yeah all of that um, put it, put it in the, the table, trash. These the are things that you can do. You can or incorporate these. Sometimes I think parents overthink these things and it's like, well, how am I going to do that? Think of every moment of your day is a teachable moment to your child. So if you are making pasta and you have the trash afterwards, she's saying that because she made pasta. I just today. made pasta, yeah. <laughs> um, so you have the trash afterwards. Hand it to your child and say put this in the trash prompt them the first couple times 
have them do hand over hand with you. Open that cabinet, because ours is in the cabinet, but open that cabinet and have him put it in hand over hand. After you do that multiple times, he's gonna start, he or she is going to start to realize, oh, in the trash, oh, this is what we've been doing. And repetitive things like that is really how they're going to learn. So. Oh yeah, definitely. And you wanna make, you wanna make sure too, like with, um, you know, the prepositions and, you know, that whole direction thing, you want to start with just one item. So, like, if you have, mm -hmm. say, a ball, just start with putting, you know, one item somewhere. So, like, put the ball on the table, put the ball on the floor, put the ball on the couch. You know what I mean? Put the ball in the bowl. And that's then, what we did with Grace, and we did in the container, in the, yeah. in the container. Mm -hmm. We literally did that for, like, a year straight. That was, like, the turning point. I'll never forget that first day that I videotaped him. He, we were working on it for months and months just to put any object inside of a container. And he picked up that ball, and I said, put it in the container, and he did it. And then he just kept doing, I had, like, 50 balls out, and he just kept doing one after another. And it was just like, one oh, my <laughs> gosh, he's doing it. Like, he is putting it in the container. And then from there, it just built up to that. Yeah, because back then he had a problem with putting any, if anything Nothing was inside anything, it was a problem. No puzzle pieces <laughs> could be on top of a puzzle. That was horrible. If a puzzle piece was even sitting on top of the puzzle, it was severe headbanging. Um, you remember, I mean, yeah, even remember the books, he would open his books. If the page had literally even just a little piece of something wrong with it, he would literally, I mean, full, full meltdowns. So, you know, this, those things were hard. Yeah. So then you're going to move, like, from, you know, put the ball on the table, mm -hmm. put the ball on the floor, put the ball on the couch, etc., to then using multiple items. So put the ball on the floor. You know, pick up Elmo and put him on the table. Right. Pick up your car and put him on the seat. Mm-hmm. You know, put Elmo in the bus. So you're changing them all. Yes. Um, and that's a great way to, like, just advance then the, you know, tacting and prepositions all together mm -hmm. at the same time. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much how you teach receptive language. And keep talking to your children. If you don't talk to your children, they're not going to understand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, that takes me back to, I remember when Grayson was a baby and the pediatrician saying to me, does he know his name? I said, no. I, I don't think so. I never really say his name. I go in, good morning. I don't say his name too much because it wasn't, he wasn't mobile. He wasn't, you know, it was not like, Grayson, don't do that. Um, so I didn't say it that much. And I was like, I'm going to start saying it every day. So I'd walk in and be like, Grayson, Grayson, hi. You know, and then it was the same thing. Like, well, what, does he wave? No, nobody ever waves to him. He never sees me wave. No one waves to him at the store. So he's never seen it before. So all those things I started doing and really saying his name so he could start learning it. Um, and yeah. to be honest, the more you talk to them, and I am a huge, huge believer in explaining things to children, I think sometimes we just get frustrated and we're like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. But what I explained to Grayson instead of those things, instead of getting frustrated, is just you can't do that because we don't want you to get hurt. We're, we're not trying to yell at you. And I try to really explain it in almost like an adult way, but on his 
his age level. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah, just using simple language. Yeah, like, yeah. they understand more than you think. And the more you keep talking and explaining to them, I think it, it helps and it cuts down on their frustration and it can really cut down on yours also. So that's super, super important. Which is something we always want to do. Yeah. Let's cut down on our frustration. Yep. All his too. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you guys gained a lot out of this. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of this information kind of also can bleed over into teaching most everything skills most uh through you know the aba you know model and stuff like that um yeah so i think receptive language though is obviously like i said earlier like the most important thing um you know you could teach your child because yeah. you know there are many ways to communicate other than speaking pex cards sign language um what is it? The uh, help me out here. Um, the device. Uh, uh, a um. Oh my gosh, AAC device. AAC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh my um, gosh. I just had like a brain like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's other ways to communicate expressive language, but there's only one way to you know have uh, receptive language. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's definitely the most important skill you can learn. Yeah, and so. you know, there's another point when with you talking about PECs and everything that I want to make. I don't know if you other parents felt like this when you had started PECs, but I remember when we first introduced PECs, he was about, I guess, 20 months, some, somewhere around there. The first time we made the pictures and he saw, no, it was later on. What would no. you say? The no, first one's I think, like on the... No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was around the time we went to school. So it was about 20 months, 24 months. He was about two, I guess. Um, and I remember saying to, like, early intervention when they had said about pictures, and I thought, I don't want to do that because I feel as though, and this is just my opinion, when he was so young, I just was so worried that he would just become reliant on giving pictures for items, and I wanted him to try to speak. I didn't want him to, like, oh, I just give the picture and I don't even have to talk anymore. That's great. Um, and some kids, it's different. Pecs brings on speech so I just had a mixed emotion about it and you know early intervention had kind of said well no it'll kind of it'll bring on speech and I thought I don't know I don't know if you know my kid he's stubborn and lazy so if he can just hand you a picture he might not ever say it so I took my time um really becoming strict on the pecs in the beginning I am not gonna lie to anybody I we didn't do it. Um, he had no receptive language. He was in no way ready. And I wasn't just saying that at the time. I knew he wasn't ready. He didn't understand anything I was saying. Um, there was no way that at that time he could do that. So now, after the receptive language has come along, now he uses his pecs all the time for food items we do. And now we're incorporating, like, the help card and the potty card. And we're building on that, and we're having babbling. So would I say it's because of pecs? Possibly. However, I also think Grayson has changed. I think over even the past two weeks, I had said to Sean, I looked at him, and I said, he's changing. I could just, you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his demeanor. Mama knows. Um, Yeah, and then all of a sudden the babbling started. So you have to have receptive language to be able to convey language. That was a great, yeah. great thing. <laughs> um, such a great yeah. quote. 
So I feel like I should write that down. Um, so a, a child's not going to be able to speak if they don't understand anything about language. So that's yeah. the first step. Yeah, and, you know, you had said pie. Potty card, text card. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the only one I want to teach him right now. <laughs> We're potty training, and it has been an adventure. <laughs> oh my gosh, the kid's got fifty pairs of underwear, <laughs> and he's serious. Time to buy more. Like, there's seriously like one left in the drawer right now. Like, and that's well. every day I do them. <laughs> every day I do laundry. It's crazy. And I remember we had like 30, 35 pairs, and I bought another pack I bought I had to get these Calvin Klein's that I saw on Amazon for toddlers and I remember them coming in the mail and Sean was like you got more underwear and this was right before we like started potty training and he's like he doesn't be? even wear the underwear why did you get more underwear and I was like you just just wait we're gonna be potty training soon we need to be ready sure enough Sean's <laughs> like uh babe there's only one pair left I'm like aren't you happy I bought those extra 10 Calvin Klein's yeah <laughs> well, I'm glad now, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, you got to do what you got to do and take your now time I with it. Now I wish we had another pack. So do I. <laughs> He's going to get it. It's going to take a while, but we can't back out now. We've come this far, and we're going to keep going. And he's... He's so smart. I have no doubt that he is going to pick this up. So he probably honestly just likes to see us running around. And he, yeah, yeah. Like, he, oh, yeah, look at them running around. He's figured out, like, some of the steps of doing it. Like, yeah. Like, he's, lear- he's learned now to, like, pull his pants down. Did you notice today when you were wiping him, he kind of, like, bent over a little bit yeah. so he could wipe him better? He's yeah. learning. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, good with that part of the process. Yeah. He takes his, you know, his underwear or his briefs off and hands them to me. Because he can't leave them on the floor or around his ankles. He's got to take them <laughs> off and hand them to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's very particular about certain things. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. So he's he's kind of, like, learning the whole process and when you say come on come over sit on the potty he has no problem yeah he listens we let Um, him keep his ipad because that's motivating and you know we don't want to make the potty adversive so if you can give them something that they really enjoy that helps too because if we took that ipad away and then put him on the potty it would be a fight and then what would happen is he would start to hate the potty because he would associate every time i sit on this potty they take my ipad so what happens now is grayson keeps his ipad and right before he sits on the potty he runs over and grabs a book. <laughs> so he's learning. I, I don't know where he sees these things. It's amazing. Yeah, and when he doesn't have access to the iPad, and, you know, like during therapy, he only has access a couple times throughout the session. When we sit him on the potty, a lot of times I, I end up singing, he's into the fin- uh, Finger Family song. Yeah. I mean, so, you have to put your hand and up, And I though. put my hand up, and when I say, where's daddy finger? He pulls my thumb up. <laughs> where's, <laughs> where's mommy finger? He pulls my, you know, he goes right down the line. And he, like, enjoys it so much. So, like, that keeps him on the potty for, like, a During minute, therapy, minute yeah. and a half without the iPad. And then he's cool. Yeah. So. Can't yeah. use the big potty yet because he kind of falls in. So <laughs> we're going to get the attachment soon. Get him off that little tiny baby potty. The but good I, thing about the baby potty is it, you can working, move it around. You can move it, exactly. Yeah, that's the big thing. So I think maybe we should keep it for the time being and not yeah. advance yet until he is getting it more. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to make it confusing. Yeah, he has to at least understand it. The concept. Like, the feeling. Oh, wait, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to sit on this thing. So. Yeah. So. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on here. <laughs> A little that's update on That's what's going on, on at the home front, <laughs> holding it down. 
So, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yes, and um, as always, thanks for being here, and thank you for giving us our, your time and listening. We really appreciate all of your support. Yeah. I know that uh, I say that all the time, but no, we really do, guys. This was, you know, this was the whole reason we started this podcast, was if we could just help one person or just give advice or give our experiences that work, that's what we wanted to do. So, For sure, man. That's why we're here. Yes. So we're all over the place. You can find us just about everywhere. Yep, again. Except, except Twitter. Yeah, we're not on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Building the Puzzle. Facebook, we have a page and a group. And again, on Instagram, you can see our link tree under our bio. And all of our links are there. And you can also find us on buildingthepuzzle.com. Show notes, uh, we have all of that as well. We'll include the muffin toy in there. We have... Um, we also have our sponsors in there. We have, you know, their yeah. information. We have all the places you can find uh, Building the Puzzle, our blog, support group, um, you know, all all the things that uh, mm-hmm. we uh, are working on to help you guys. So. Yeah, yeah. We try to do it all as much as we can. So. Yeah. Well, you do a great job. You do too, babe. You're not, too, w- you're w- not too bad yourself. I wish I could be as good as you. Oh, you are, baby. All right, well, I guess... Uh, For Autism, Building the, the puzzle, puzzle, One Piece at, at a time. time, I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. building the puzzle we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays well if you're in new jersey you're in luck the speech paradigm has you covered they're helping children overcome speech challenges all across new jersey they offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy please reach out to them you can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com could reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at Grayson-Company dot myshopify.com as well as on facebook and instagram as well as etsy on etsy they can be found at grayson and company toys